Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Joining us as always on Tuesdays, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, Andrew Malcolm at A.H. Malcolm on Twitter. And of course, redstate.com, the VIP uh, VIP section is where you can find him. And I dressed up for you today, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, right. You dressed up like Jeff Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I dressed up like a billionaire. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about no stinking fashion. It reminds me of a Mad Magazine thing uh, I read many years ago. And it was, uh, it was, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're working, uh, if you're working in the, you know, on, it's something like if you're working in the, uh, uh, you know, in, in the office, you're five years behind the fashion. If you're a manager in the office, you're two years behind the fashion. If you're, uh, if you're, uh, you know, a, a a vice president in the office, you're probably in this year's fashion. And if you're the boss, um, <laughs> it showed a guy with a beanie and um, <laughs> like a, a whirly beanie and and some oddball things. <laughs> you set the fashion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly right. There was um, a thing last year uh, where the office had a. A Friday for a couple of Fridays, they, it was wear what you wore for Zoom calls. So everybody was in, and guys were in with shorts and a tie. And and uh... <laughs> well, normally I put on a I put on a collared shirt. Yeah, know, right. Something, something with a collar on when I'm doing these tapings. I honestly got up this morning. I was thinking to myself, I'm actually not on camera today, so I'll just wear a t-shirt today. And I've got. I've got a T-shirt on. It's uh, it's from. Yeah, I, I don't think I should mention the name, but it's from a local. It's from a local restaurant, oh. and um, and they they have some really great T-shirts. So I, I just bought this one. Uh, I think last week. <laughs> are you, are oh, you going to eat? Are you going to eat it? No, no. Oh, I'm not, I'm not so. gonna eat it's there. not edible. It's not it's edible. Not, it is not an edible T-shirt. I did not get this at Spencer's Gifts. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to remember that one, but yeah. I remember that. And it was one, was it Whitney's or something that was always selling women's underwear? There was yeah. it, not that I would be buying any women's underwear. Well, this has gotten derailed. What? <laughs> Thanks, Ed. It's been great. See you next week, everybody. These are the jokes of the week, I guess. <laughs> loading the jokes of the week. Anyway, uh, with all that out of the way, we've got we've got actually serious stuff to talk about. Um, oh yeah, you know we usually talk about you know media bias and stuff like editorial bias, and you know on Friday I, I actually had a little oh. bit of fun with the Washington Post. Right um, now I've been reading the Washington Post for many years. I I actually subscribed to the Washington Post because I figure if you're going to write about the Beltway, you probably need to get the um, you probably need to get the House um, the House newspaper um, in order to do that. Um, so, um, one of the things that you get, and you don't have to subscribe to get this, but one of the things that you can get is the daily, the morning digest, right? This is, you know, the links that they want to send you to set, to set the editorial tone. <laughs> so Andrew on Friday, the previous yeah. two days, there were, there were two inflation reports, which showed that inflation is still out of control. And then there was the January 6th committee hearing. Now, 
I'm going to tell you that there was probably around 15 or 16 links in this thing altogether, right? And they break it up into different sections, right? National, you know, business. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of those 16 links, how many do you think were uh, on inflation? <laughs> I know the answer, and it's it's beyond belief. <laughs> Zero. Although I should say that there, there was one. There was one link, and it was about how you can buy this particular kind of treasury bond, which is supposed to be inflation-proof. It's the only mention they had in there of this, right? This is the day after the Consumer Price Index report came out showing that inflation is 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 still going up and uh, is still a problem. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Ed. You mean to say that the transitory inflation that Joe Biden promised us 18 months ago uh, hasn't transitioned yet? Well, Andrew, that's a good question. And it leads me to my next one. In all of these, in, in the entire thing, not just the links, but the entire digest, how many times do you think the name Biden was mentioned? <laughs> Quite a few. No? Uh, no. <laughs> Zero. Oh, no, Biden. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So then, okay, figuring that there's like 15, 16 links in this thing, right? We've already established that there's no, there wasn't a single link on the inflation report whatsoever. There wasn't even a single mention of Joe Biden in this digest. How many links do you think related to the January 6th committee and Donald Trump? <laughs> 15 or 16 links overall. How many do you think were related to that? 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're meaner than I am. No, there was eight. <laughs> there were eight, including three count them three opinion pieces that they had to link in this without including a single news item about about the inflation reports and they only had one item about the war in ukraine i mean so i mean even even something that that bleeds didn't lead in this yeah. thing um well you know uh <laughs> democracy dies in darkness it yeah i guess it does so does the news cycle um <laughs> Isn't so they that had, amazing? Isn't I mean, that that's that's eight, just stunning? Eight about January sixth and Donald Trump. Now it was. You, I'm not saying that it wasn't a a news event that the January sixth committee held a hearing the day before, but I am saying that it was such a lame, transparent uh, attempt to redirect yeah. the yeah. Mid, midterm debate. That you know, honestly. And, it, and it, it produced nothing new on this that we didn't already know that I'd, I'd say it was worth one link, maybe two, maybe one news report and an opinion. And and I'd be I would have had no problem with that. Maybe even a couple of links. I would have had no, no problem. I don't know. No, they're on a they're on a mission from God. And 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 that is to help to help Joe and to ignore anything that's uh, that's bad about him. It's it's. You know, you used to be able to say, I'd say 20 or 30 years ago, you used to be able to say, well, okay, there's a cultural bias and they can't see beyond themselves. Uh, you know, they, they think the New York Yankees, the New York Times did this when I was on it. When they started their national edition every day, they had a story in the New York Yankees. I said, what do you, I, you know, I said to their, they eventually learned their lesson, but I, I said to the editors who ran the national edition, there are probably 14 people out in the country who care about the New York Yankees. And if you want to be seen as the New York paper, this is great. But if you want to be seen as a national newspaper, which of course they did, 
you need to uh, loosen up a little bit. No, the world doesn't care about the New York Giants or Yankees or Jets. Good Lord, except Jazz. Well, Jazz, yeah, that that's a given. Jazz <laughs> and yeah. Matt Vespa about the Giants. Okay, so you know Matt Vespa about the Giants, Jazz about the Jets, and that's about it. Nobody likes the Yankees. I don't even think I think outside the Bronx, nobody likes the Yankees. But you know that's that's a whole other. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. No, yeah. you're right about that, though. I mean, it's it, it, and this is really self-limiting. I mean, this is really, we this is really declaring we're a paper for the um for the rabid left and not yeah, for anybody. absolutely, absolutely. By, Trump, by the way, I was gonna I was gonna put you on the spot and ask you how many times Trump was mentioned in in the digest. How many times the name Trump appeared? And it was five times. Biden five. zero, Trump five. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, they're 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 trying for clicks and they're trying to keep their left happy. It, it's right. It's pathetic. It really is. And and it helps explain why their digital subscriptions have stalled. I mean, I subscribe like you, but I subscribe to the dollar a week version, not the uh, <laughs> or the what is it? A dollar a month or whatever it is. I do the cheap thing and then I call up and I say, uh yeah it's just it's just not worth 16 dollars a month and they go well okay how about if we continue your your cheap rate for another year and they go really wow. okay i've done this for two years running now yeah i mean it i hate to i yeah, hate to, su to support that kind of journalism it's not it's not journalism it's propaganda no i, I you know i agree um, but I, but this is a great example though, of oh, yeah. what you and I talk about and what Bernie Goldberg wrote about in his book bias, right? Cause he talked about the biggest bias that there is, is editorial bias. And this is at the time, right? This is what, right. two years ago, 23 years ago when he wrote this book. And, and he was saying, you know, if you're, if you're trying to snip out bias in the way pieces are written, you're not going to find a lot of it. What you're going to find, though, is editorial bias, bias in what stories are covered and what stories aren't. And exactly. Well, see, that's the key. Ed. That's yeah. the key. You, you don't want to look at just what they're covered. You want to see what didn't they cover. And to me, that's far more revealing. Yeah, they didn't cover inflation. The day after the two, <laughs> two successive inflation reports came out that week, and there isn't a single mess, there isn't a single link to either one of those in the morning digest on Friday morning. And by the way, today wasn't much better. I think there was one mention of Biden. And I think there was maybe one mention of inflation and it had it was an indirect issue i mean i could go back and look it up but well you know, you know he'd been away he'd been away he goes on break <clears throat> friday noon until monday late afternoon he's, he's uh he might we're taping on monday and he might just be getting back to the white house it's, it's, yeah, a, it's a very short week but in this case it, it, it's even less explicable than that right because this was on a friday morning and he'd been in los angeles the previous day and he talked about inflation, right? He yeah, was talking yeah. about inflation there. They didn't even bother to mention that in their morning digest. Now, I'm sure it was in their newspaper someplace, you know, buried on page A36, you know, right underneath the, um, right underneath the, um, you know, Women's Foundation ad. <laughs> but that's, that's a throwback. I'm sorry. People probably, people probably don't even know what that is. They used to call them, remember, they used to, that was the euphemism foundation garments yeah bras yeah. and underwear 
Yeah, yeah, Never exactly. Say bras and underwear. In, intimate apparel. Intimate apparel, yes. <laughs> Foundation garments. Um, so, right. yeah. Ed, Ed, boxers yeah. or briefs? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want to hear the answers to, Andrew. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. I mean, well, you I remember when, uh, too, when so um, was it was it hot air or red state when um, what's his name? Stelter was uh, was canned. They ran a picture of him doing, I guess, a Zoom call or a live thing, a live shot. And he's there in his coat and tie talking to the computer. But the camera's on the side and he's got it looks like uh, boxers on. Oh, he had shorts on. He had just regular shorts on. But I, I do that. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know, Ed. I wasn't that close. Maybe you have some information that I don't have. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want to hear don't the want answer to. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> first rule of, first rule of, well, first rule of almost everything, right? First rule of, hey. first rule of journalism, first rule of marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, let's get to your pieces because we got to talk about your pieces. You got some great oh, okay. today. Uh, first off, I, I, before we get to your column, your VIP column, I want to talk about your Malcolm on the right. Yeah. Uh, for this week and, um, episode 31, by the way, redstate.com it's in the VIP. So, you know, go, yeah, this, it, they got an author's page. You guys should do that. Yeah, we really should. Uh, it's, it's on my list of things to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's numbers 365 on my list. Of <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of assignments over there. But I, I think author. In fact, when I wrote for McClatchy, I, I asked them to create a an author's page because, it, you know, the links that these word perfect and all that stuff comes up with is uh, uh, they're a mile long. I said, well, it's just so much easier to say red stake dot com slash Andrew Malcolm slash author or author Andrew Malcolm whatever it's it's uh where everything that that person wrote ends up I think it's a great idea I actually it's actually not on my list of things to do oddly enough I have a huge list of things to do that particular one isn't, isn't on there but it's a great idea so I'm now going to add it <laughs> add it to the list and hopefully get Andrew. to it by uh, by the next election. Yeah. Damn it, Andrew. Yeah, one more thing I got to do now as managing editor. So yeah, yeah. That, I always like hanging out with Andrew. Well, look at the time. It's No, I'm just kidding. I'll come on the right. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead, Ed. I'm going to be busy over here. <laughs> Malcolm on the right. You're, you're Malcolm on the right. Uh, episode 31 this week. Uh, it's time, actually past time, to discuss removing Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just pathetic. You talked so about the bias what? at the Washington Post. What triggered this particular? Uh, well, you know, he was on stage and he uh, with uh, I think it was your guys' post, you know, uh, yeah. with the senator from the Northwest, and he didn't remember the name. He just introduced the guy, and he's standing next to him. He's done this before with the defense secretary, and he's done it with the prime minister of Australia, the uh, the man down under. Um, he. In isolation, these things are okay. They're like right. grandpa, grandpa mistakes. But when you put them all together, he shakes hands with invisible friends. He doesn't remember the name of people standing next to him. He doesn't remember the name of the Pentagon. He's at a memorial 
for the work of a dead congresswoman. And he says, where is she? He gets lost getting off the stage. Yep. He can't say a lot of words. Yeah. When they're, when they're on paper, uh, you know, I, if you talk about Kamala Harris not doing her homework, how about the president of the United States? And um, it, it, first of all, it says the guy isn't all there. Uh, and, you know, elderly people sometimes aren't all there. And I'm elderly. And, Ed, I'm more than there. And don't you say I'm not. <laughs> but uh, you notice that I wasn't you notice I wasn't interrupting on that. Point. Yeah, yeah, right. But you know, the guy is commander in chief. He has access to nuclear launch codes that could end life on the planet Earth. And no one is talking about geez, shouldn't he take a cognitive test? Well, I mean, I don't know that no one's saying that, but but well, the media well, is no one no one it. nothing is happening. And Donald Trump took it and released it. You know, it's like if you're going to pass, why not? If it shuts people up, it was what the same mistake Obama made about his birth certificate. Oh, I didn't think it mattered. It was just a bunch of extremists. So what? Just put it out there and shut them up. Yeah. Mute them. Um, and, and it's just so stupid. Um, Biden has spent 25% uh, of his time on break in Delaware. Now people say presidents are always working. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and there's no visitors logs in Delaware. So we don't know what doctor or lobbyist or slimy yeah. Hunter Biden friend um, are visiting um, the president. So there's a lot of problems there. And they've accumulated and it's past the oh, oh funny uncle joe stage it may have been okay when he was an obscure senator from the second smallest state but uh it's not now and you know he calls putin he says for putin should be removed during a war he says we have troops in ukraine and we don't he countermanded the generals uh, about the Afghan exit and 13 service people died as a result of it. Uh, it, it. This is serious stuff. Putin was not planning the Ukraine invasion. He wasn't organizing for it until two months after Trump left. Now, maybe Trump had something to do with it, maybe not. But sure as hell, Joe Biden had something to do with it. You know, anybody, any foreign leader, even Xi in China, who just doesn't hardly ever leaves China. They're aware of this guy. And this is a great opportunity. I mean, this is, what is it what, in, um, in football? You know, I mean, this is an open area, right? right. I, I just, just run for it. Uh, take advantage of the U.S. when the guy doesn't know what day it is or who's standing next to him. Yeah. Yeah. Open season. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, I, I, it's a big concern. I, I think that the counter to that though, uh, you can uh, sum up in um, in two words, as Joe Biden might say inaccurately, <laughs> and the counter to that is Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and this is the conundrum, right? I mean, you might well, really need to make. Well, you go to the next person, and it's Nancy. <laughs> Eighty what? Eighty two now? Eighty one? Oh, yeah. Jeepers, creepers. So you've got you've got a senile doddering yeah. old fool, then you've got a non-senile doddering young fool, 
or younger fool, I guess I should say. She's younger than me, but um, and then you've got Nancy Pelosi. And then but, after that is Chuck Grassley, and he's 89. Uh, actually, I think after that is Pat Leahy. Is it? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of the Republicans. Right. It, you're right. Yeah. Pat Leahy. Oh, whoopee doo. It, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, the, the representatives <laughs> on the coast keep getting elected. And so they get the seniority. And, you know, if Nancy Pelosi isn't a speaker, then McCarthy will be. And he's in California again. Uh, Pelosi's two assistants yeah. uh, are both in their 80s, too. And um, they crapped on the Ohio guy. Uh, what's his name? Fitzgerald or Fitzpatrick? The, Ryan. Ryan. Huh? Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Irish. You know, they're all the same. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, he was younger and saying we needed younger blood. Well, they do. Yeah. 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 They do. Well. Yes. So, that I mean, in that sense, I was reading a, an article at The Hill, and I've got a post that will go up late on Monday night. Uh, I've already written it, but it's going to go up uh, late on Monday night about Democrats already starting to work through some contingency plans regarding yeah. Biden in 2024, right? And this is ahead of the midterms. And the age factor is one of the big things in this. And even with that, guess who guess who they spend four paragraphs talking about as an alternative to Joe Biden in 2024? Oh, no. Any guesses? Oh, no. Bernie Sanders, who's two years oh, older. Oh, God. He's two years oh, older. He's got Joe three Biden. houses. He, he doesn't need another house. There you go. Nicely done. He's got like a house that. for each presidential campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the problem with the problem with Democrats isn't that isn't just the age factor. It's the fact that they are basically talking themselves into being a a a rump party yeah. by shutting all of their centrist credibility. Yeah, and absolutely. Part of that. Joe Biden won the election, barely won the election by running as a centrist. And as soon as he took office, he took a hard left turn and hasn't looked back. Exactly. And Democrats are about to get their ass kicked in this midterm cycle, largely because of that. And their contingency plan for this, and, and this is also explicitly in the, uh, in the report from the Hill, is that they're looking for ways to push people farther to the left, you know, presidential contenders farther to the left. They're looking at J.B. Pritzker in Illinois and saying, well, we succeeded in pushing him farther to the left. Um, when he ran for governor in Illinois. Well, yeah, it's a deep blue state. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's yeah. not difficult to do that in Illinois. But, you know, they tried doing that in Virginia last year. Look how well that worked out. Republicans. Yeah, no, you're, the, you're absolutely right. I don't understand. I mean, if they're really politicians, they should have an antenna out. Now, here's the thing that's, that shocked me about 2016. There were, what, five Democrats? candidates for whatever martin mcmally or whatever and there were 17 republicans right yep the only one only one out of that giant field of almost two dozen people the only one who tapped into the frustration and anger in the heartland 
was the billionaire who lives in a penthouse on Fifth Avenue. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I so and he was a rookie politician. You know, he's not supposed to know how it's played, but he was sharp and he figured it out and he ran with it. And those people have stuck with him. Yep. I mean, that's the most stubborn following I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Uh, politically. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's fascinating, um, but it, it just shows how out of touch Washington is. They've become the people in Washington who are elected have become representatives to the United States, not representatives of their district to Washington. All right, yep. so your next your next column, we should make sure that we touch on this too, at least quickly before we get to the jokes of the week and you know the jokes of the week being yeah, we want to leave time for people to go click. Joe Biden and Washington Post, I think, are the jokes of the week. Anyway, <laughs> it's October, and you need to know what that means. Obviously, what that means is lots more pumpkin spice. It, yeah, uh, yeah, practically yeah, everywhere you go. Pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice, and I think the local Walmart's already has got its Christmas trees up. Uh, it, they have. I went to Walmart yesterday, and they the entire Christmas area is already fully stocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't. Uh, okay. I guess they got. I thought they had too much stuff from the summer. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, October is meant for surprises, and this. There have been surprises in political campaigns before, and not all surprises are in October, but the ones in October have been the most interesting. What you are as an opposition, you leak something to an eager reporter who wants an exclusive, and you're anonymous, so you leak something bad to them, and they run it, and it damages your opponent before the November election, um, and there's not much time to recover. You may recall, Ed, that uh, Donald Trump's campaign was completely destroyed in 2016 by the Hollywood Access. Tape. Oh yes, yeah. Completely- that was that was the Washington Post, October seventh, um, yeah. and someone had saved that. Uh, well, it's it's how politics are played now, but it, there's not much substance to it. It's it's cosmetic, and um, I wanted people to know what to look for in these last, I guess, what, three weeks uh, of the election um, and and how October surprises work. Did you know, Ed, when I was doing the research for this, uh, Americans did not always vote for president on the same day. 1788, Washington was elected basically by acclamation. There wasn't even yeah. a vote. Uh, 1792, um, they set up Congress set up rules and the states could vote whenever they wanted states rights remember could vote whenever they wanted in a 35 day window ending with the first Wednesday in December. So they were voting all over the place. It was only 1845 when they finally set a set date for all of Americans to vote in November. And it was an obtuse, you know, the first Tuesday after the first Monday, uh, right. typical, typical congressional phrasing. Um, but there's a reason behind it. And this is this is the kind of stuff I love to put in these columns. And that is, of course, Sunday is out because church. Right. Um, Monday uh, is a travel day. 
this is going into town. Right. Tuesday is voting, and Wednesday was the traditional market in town day. So you could get it all done on one trip to town. Uh, November was picked because it uh, the harvest was over uh, in most places, and uh, uh, the weather wasn't yet bad enough to prohibit the travel. You know, my dad grew up on the Canadian frontier uh, in the early 1900s. It was just five miles out of town. They had a sled. Well, I guess in the good weather, they had a wagon <clears throat> with horses, but they had a sled with horses, you know, the sled over the river and through the woods that grandma's sure, yeah. The sled. Uh, and yeah. and what, what they did was they piled bricks on the stove overnight. The bricks got hot. They had tongs. They put them in the, in the sled on the floor and uh, they could keep their feet warm with a blanket over them for the five miles into town. Remember the pioneers when they went out west, uh, the Oregon Trail, a long day was 15 miles. Uh, so, uh, and that was actually the distance between um, Pony Express posts, which I think right. is one of the best stories in American history, Pony Express. Uh, I, but anyway, um, so I wanted to write about October surprise, surprises, political surprises. And uh, one of my favorite stories uh, has to do with Election Day. It all changed 1845 with, um, well, 44, it was the invention of the telegraph. 45, it became wide, widespread. And then 20 years later, the railroad. But that was drawing the nation together. Before that, everybody was all over the place. And you could move 20 miles away and never see your family again. Uh, so the telegraph on election day 1860 abraham lincoln because campaigning was considered gauche in those days right so he worked a full day in his law office in springfield illinois and he went and he got a uh, bought a dinner at a rooming uh, boarding house then he was headed for the telegraph office and on the way i got this from his diary he bought a new pair of socks for himself going to the telegraph office to find out if he was going to be president of the United States. I mean, I just, I just, well, I love Lincoln, but I just love those kinds of little details that, that bring an old fashioned life to life. Well, there you go. You can yeah. get more of that type of thing in, uh, in uh, Andrew's column at redstate.com. That's uh, it's October and you need to know what that means. It's more than pumpkin spice, just <laughs> more than pumpkin yeah. spice and, and lots of candy. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. All right, Andrew. So we've come to that point in time in our week where we need the jokes of the week. Yeah, uh, I got, got a few. I got a, these are all old, but I have a few. Uh, Conan O'Brien, he said, there's a new article out that says President Obama's most used phrase is let me be clear. I remember that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Joe Biden's is, hey, where are you going? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Hey, where are you all going? Yeah, <laughs> everybody, everybody's leaving him because he's talking too much. Um, finally, uh, well, not finally yet. Uh, Conan also said at last night's Latin music fest, Barack Obama wiggled his hips on the dance floor. Today, a committee in Sweden awarded him a Latin Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And uh, finally, this one also from Conan. He said, uh, 
Dozens of NFL players will be appearing in a series of PSAs about domestic violence. No word yet on whether they're for or against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting for clarification on that years yeah, later. Yeah. I do remember the campaign, yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew. Well, that's uh, that, those are the jokes of the week, and this, that is from right from the desk of the prince of Twitter, at A.H. Malcolm, on the Twitters is the regent of redstate.com andrew malcolm always here every tuesday andrew thanks for being with us this week you bet thank you ed thanks everybody see you later all right stay tuned for one last message from the ed morrissey show thank you for watching or listening to the ed morrissey show podcast you can subscribe to us on youtube spotify apple podcasts and through the town hall media player or you can just come to hotair.com and watch my podcast for free. However, I'd also love to have you join us as members of our VIP and VIP Gold programs. That allows us to defeat the stranglehold that big tech has on information and get you the best information that we possibly can. Plus, we have a lot of new value-added content coming to us from Town Hall Media uh, stars and my good friend Adam Baldwin. He and I are doing the video series, The Amiable Skeptics. It's one hour of discussion a week strictly for our VIP and VIP Gold members. Plus, we have our VIP Gold Chat with Kem Edwards every Wednesday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. We'd love to have you as members. Be sure to join up. Thanks again for watching the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. <laughs>